Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We wear caps and sleeves at this level, son. Understood? Your Cleveland Guardians have gone from atrocious mess that you can't stomach watching to, I would say, intriguing. Is that, I think that's an okay way to describe where we're at right now? Most certainly. I think so. Um, your Cleveland Guardians uh, going into Monday, June 12th, which is when we are recording this episode. They are uh, a whopping one and a half games behind the Minnesota Twins and are three games under 500 with a negative 18 run differential. So quite amazingly and stupidly, the Guardians are just a game and a half out uh, at three games under. But but I will say play, starting to play in a way that is a semblance of last yes. year's team. And so we're starting yes. to see some signs, some signs of life. And not just one or two exciting. guys. We can have almost yeah, a Chris, full lineup. We have almost a full well, lineup performing. at. Let me potential. set you in. I mean, let me set you up with the stats you pulled, Chris, because I think they're really good. Um, I, I didn't really think about this, but over the last six game homestand, which like was no small feat because they played the Red Sox and the Astros and took both series. Yeah. Uh, six game homestand, the guardians had like effectively the best offense over the last week in baseball. So they're hot. Um, and like you said, it's everybody kind of top to bottom for the most part. So hit, hit me with some of those stats. Cause it's very juicy. You don't have to go through all of them, but like, just like some of the, I'm not going to go outliers. through all of them. I'm, I won't go through all of them because there's a lot of stats, but, um, really, it really goes back to May. 26th in that St. Louis series. We haven't lost a series over the since that's that that St. Louis series. We've been we're 4 0 and 1. Uh we split the series with the the Twins, which you know that that first game in that series would have really been nice to have held that lead and won that series too. Um but over that period we're we're 10 and 6. So I kind of use that as a point of let's take a look to see what everyone in the lineup's been doing. And we've scored 81 runs during those 16 games, allowed 60 runs. So it's not even just, just the lineup. The starting pitching has been holding up too. Um, Will Brennan is batting 377 over those games with 20 hits. Uh, Josh Bell has has only played in 12 of the, the 16 games because he was on the paternity list. 
but um, has had, had a hit in every game that he's played in, almost an RBI in every game as well. Batting closer to you know what we were expecting, 270, 280 range from him. Josh Naylor <laughs> has been on an absolute tear. Listen to this slash line. 436, 476, 618, eight extra base hits, 16 RBI, and 24 hits in 15 games. Wow. Quan is back to his usual Stephen Quan self, getting that batting average back up. He's had 17 runs in 16 games. Andres Jimenez is starting to kind of look like the all-star that we had last year, the gold glover Mm -hmm. there. He's got 10 RBIs, 14 hits in 16 games. Jose had a game for the ages the other night with three home runs. And then this 16 game stretch, he's hitting over 300 with 10 extra base hits, 13 RBI and 21 hits. And miles straw is getting his average up too during that stretch. Um, and he's got 16 hits in 16 games. The bad side. Yeah. I was going to say the bad side is I I didn't do the stats (laughs) for the pitchers during that period of time, but I mean, we've only allowed 60 runs in those 16 games. Oh no. We're, we're wondering about the catchers. Is is it going very well? Yeah. I assume they're probably just as hot as everybody else. Oh yes. Yes. And if they're not, Um, wouldn't you want to replace them with somebody who's doing really well? Well, if only they had somebody. Um, well, it's funny that you mentioned that, which gets into another thing I want to talk about. Uh, but yeah, both catchers are hitting below 230 in those 16 games. Cool. <laughs> awesome. I hate him so much. And Ahmed Rosario is barely above 230. Uh, he's so bad. And Gabriel Arias can't hit a high fastball to save his life. I saw, I saw a thing about Arias. Um, I, I can't. It might have been in the but Boston it, series or something, but like there was a game where like, I think he had like 12 or so pitches seen in an, in a game. All 12 were fastballs and he had like nine whiffs or something. And it's like, dude, I, I don't, he's so in his head because he has to assume yeah. like, well, nobody's ever going to, I mean, everybody's going to throw me a breaking ball because I can't hit those to save my life. So now everybody's just throwing me fastballs because I'm already overthinking it. And like, Hey, look, if you barrel it up, he's going to, launch it but like he's so in his head it's like every now and then you kind of see a glimpse but you're like that's not I, I can't have a guy you know this guy hitting 212 you know I don't know how long how sustainable that's going to be uh, he's got 43 strikeouts and like 113 at bats like how how useful is he going to be in the long run you know well, I but, think he's definitely playing himself into a bench role. Utility. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But like, I'm willing, I am willing, with him, I'm willing to overlook a lot of that because he's 23. I'm sort of like still in that yeah. mode of like, well, let's just like give him some at bats and see what happens. But at the same time, I'm sort of looking at a guy like Tyler Freeman, who, by the way, is also hitting 300 uh, in his 40 at bats, his limited time. And a part of me's like, I have to wonder if like at some point they're going to like start to give the way that they did with Will Brennan a little bit where it's like, what if we did give this guy a little more playing time? Mm-hmm. You know what, what, what good could come of what this? If we just you know, kept it turns out right they can field. get hot when you, when you give a guy, when you give a guy every day at bats, turns out he can get hot. Um, 
And they're try they've been trying to do it with the Arius, and it's like worked a little bit. But um, I, I think like a guy like Will Brennan is really great because it just kind of goes to show, you know, okay, this this experiment can work when you give a guy that that chance to hit his way out of it. And he has the and he has the bat to ball skills. I mean, I think I remember like Will Brennan was basically compared to Stephen Kwan. It was like you're you're getting a Kwan clone with Will Brennan, but with well, a little more pop. Well, and I'm gonna I'm gonna write about this because you bring it up. But Will Brennan's emergence, um, especially the last, it, it it goes back more than the two three weeks that we've just discussed. Probably better, more more likely last month. If a Shane Bieber trade is made, and we do acquire an outfielder to plug into right field, you got to start thinking about Will Brennan as your everyday center fielder. Yeah, thank. Well, for, thanks for stealing my. Uh, thanks for stealing my my uh, pitch clock question there. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, by the, by the... <laughs> spoiler alert! <laughs> spoiler alert! Uh, get, get to thinking about your. I'll frame it a certain way, but uh, but I completely agree with you. Um, well, isn't it funny too? The way I've kind of thought, like it's. I mean, I know Jose had those four homers in like two days or three homers in two days. I can't remember, but it was four. It was four. Yeah, it was three four. in the one game. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he had the three in one game, four four in two days. So twelve over um, twelve hundred feet of home run in that game. That's true. Which my wife, uh, when I told her that, looked at me blankly and said, "You're an idiot," and said, "I don't we care." And I, and I was like, time. "Yeah, I was like, yeah, right." I was thinking about Will Brennan a little bit in the context of last year, and I know Jose, you know. Is usually the heart and soul of the team he's had. And, and I think his four Homer stretch there really kind of like juiced the team up a little bit, but I kind of feel Certainly. like Will Brennan, Will Brennan has been kind of the glue of it over the last week or two, because he's kind of assuming the role that Oscar Gonzalez had last year, which was an mm. unlikely source coming out of nowhere. And like, and and like solidifying the lineup to some extent. And it's literally the same position of right field, but I find it very interesting that it's sort of that same vibe this year where, you know, before even Oscar Gonzalez last year, it was kind of like the, the, the lineup didn't feel complete because they didn't really have like that bat that could hit like sixth, you know? Um, and it was a little little discombobulated at the bottom of the lineup, but now Will Brennan just kind of like slots right into there. So like it's shaping up a little bit like last year to some extent, where here comes this guy out of nowhere, kind of to bring some order to the bottom of the lineup and and, and give you a fighting chance instead of it just being like I'll, two I, more innings I go until back. you even have a shot. Yeah, I wouldn't say necessarily maybe out of nowhere. Because last year we had what seventeen rookies make their debut last year, so, and he did. Have, I, I, I mean, he came out hot even last year when he, and he did. He did. My point being is, but of those seventeen, there were only three guys, and maybe I had I should consider a fourth because I forgot how good he was. 
But there were only three to four rookies that made a debut last year where I was like, boom, we found something. We know we have something. Um, I feel good about this guy moving forward. And yeah, sign me up for him. It was Quan, Oscar Gonzalez, Will Brennan, and Cody Morris. Of all the guys who made their debut last year, those were probably the four that I was like, oh, you came and showed me something right off the bat. Mm -hmm. And I like what I see. And I don't think we need to kind of, you know, project a little bit and, and hope progression like you're kind of ready-made yeah not to say that any of those other you know the other uh 14 won't you know be valuable contributors down the road it was just that those four showed me something immediately and we i I might be wrong about oscar gonzalez in the long run yeah i was just looking at his stats i was just looking at his stats not pretty they're not great (laughs) <laughs> they're not, not pretty well there's a reason why you haven't heard jack about him since he got sent down yeah it was because, everyone was you know, so excited like, too like he was he, he was spongebob like that, that faded like, yeah, within i know the first month i yeah. know that's t- it, it's well it's tough because like he always had raw power but he never it was like he never really had like the the consistent bat to ball skills that a guy like Will Brennan has, where it's like, yes. no matter what, Will Brennan's going to put the bat on the ball, and it just so happens that like very nicely, very surprisingly, he's got like fairly. I mean, I know he's not hitting the ball very hard, but like he's got pop. Like he's when he, yeah. it's not like Stephen Kwan where I'm like legitimately like, holy shit, he hit a home run. With Will Brennan, it feels a little more natural, where it's like, okay, he's got the stroke. Will, and Will Brennan, I think, could get low teens. Over he's a, a guy where, could, where in like there could be a year where like he could get yeah like fifteen or if like yeah. he had some just crazy year and was like feeling it he could hit like two eighty with like twenty homers yeah. or something like like you know um he reminds me a lot of like Michael Brantley where like there would be a year where he'd like get into a few more yeah that's a pretty good actually count. he. He actually does remind me a lot of Michael Brantley. He not does. that I think of a lot him, of doubles. Yeah. A lot of doubles. The one thing that, about his game that I'm a little concerned about, and again, I don't want to dip into your 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 pitch clock question later, but the stolen bases. He doesn't have as many, but he can get them. And well, he's got six. He's got six right now, but like compare him to Straw. I think Straw had like eleven. Uh, uh he's at ten. Yeah, Quan has okay. eleven. Yeah. Okay, so okay, but in a very similar amount of games, you know, Straw does yeah. have four to five more. Yeah. So right now, Miles Straw has two hundred thirty-six plate appearances. Will Brennan has one hundred seventy-one. So, okay, so it's sixty more. It's, about it's conceivable, and, and Brennan wasn't getting everyday starts to to begin the season, right? It's conceivable that he could be right. Uh, maybe he, maybe he'd be at yeah. nine. Like he, he, yeah. I think he's on pace to just be like just under what Straw's yeah. at right now. But that that'd be like the only thing that I'd be a little like. But maybe we don't have to run as much. 
You know, well, I mean, there's, they, there's so many. On the on the flip side, Strahl doesn't, I think, appear to know what a home run is. Um, no, he's he still forgotten. hasn't hit one. He's in, he's forgotten what what a home run trot seasons. feels like, dude. I mean, I know there have been guys through the years where that they haven't had a lot of power, but <laughs> I think him and Andrew Benintendi are the only two guys left with like the certain the only two left. Yeah. It, it's just like in modern baseball. As much as I love Miles Straw, I feel like you can't have a. Yeah, you can't have a starting center fielder as good as he is defensively who, like, literally can't hit a home run. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. In this day and age, yeah, it's pretty inconceivable that you would have a guy in your lineup that's, like, complete impossibility. I mean, it's bad enough with having one. Quan's not far behind. Like, Quan has No, but Quan Quan could get into, Quan gets into, like, one or two a month, you know? So he's a guy that... yeah. I think he's a guy as he matures. Maybe he can hit ten. Yeah, he could. He could probably well, crack he's double digits. For, he's on pace for like six or seven this season. Yeah, and yeah. you know, like you said, yeah, he get it up to you know maybe nine to twelve. But he's gonna, yeah, he's gonna hit like two eighty, and he's gonna be on base like three twenty, and he's gonna be a great like a Gold Glove outfielder. And so yeah. like, that's fine. He's perfect leadoff hitter. The only the only thing I'll say about Will Brennan is I would like to see him maybe get some. Take some more walks to boost that on base percentage. Yeah, a little bit. that'd be nice. But I mean, I can't really the, complain. The ratio is not terrible, bad. but a few more wouldn't be bad. And that might come with time, where he sees more pitches. You know, I mean, it's hard he to only he's only appeared in what? How many games has he appeared in? I don't have that pulled up right in front of 50, me. Fifty-seven games. Fifty-seven games. So he's appeared in like seventy-two games for his career. Right, yeah, he hasn't even been in a hundred games yet. Like, right, right, not even like half a season yet. So, no. And if I look at his, let me let me just pull up his like, you know, quote unquote career stats here, um, really quick. So, so for his career, uh, he's had two hundred two hundred sixteen plate appearances, two hundred three at bats. Um, he's hit his slash line is two eighty six, three twenty four. 424 with a 110 OPS plus five homers. The funny thing is, dude, like he's got 203 at bats with five homers. So if you extrapolate that out to almost a full season, that is almost that's like 15 home Probably runs. Probably about 12. Uh, almost. Yeah. You, it's 12, yeah, 12, like 13, 12 14 home runs. Yeah. So and, and a 110 OPS plus, like honestly, yeah, great. Sign me up for that. I, and that's I'm, he's only yes. 25. He's, you know, please. Yeah, and he plays and, and good defense he, too. He does. And if he's your center fielder and you have Quan and left, you know, Quan's going to be six to nine home runs. Brendan's going to be 10 to 12 home runs. Both of them are going to hit theoretically over 270. And then you just, if all you need then is a right field power bat. Like, doing yeah. your outfield's like pretty balanced. Like, you're not all of a sudden, hey, is our over under for our outfield home runs 12 total? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, theoretically. Yeah, Will Brennan's really putting a dent in my bet. That over-under jumps to to 40. Boy, find that a guy be who can hit 25 home runs. Mm-hmm. That, that's all I want. A guy who hits yeah, t- 260, 25. 25 home runs. Yeah. 
it can it completely right, well, let me ask you this changes let me the ask you this since we're talking about of your offense go for it oh sorry sorry i know i i think i might be a a tad delayed but um it does change the complexity of the offense. And since we're talking about the complexity of the offense and uh, where things are at and acquiring a bat, are we still collectively on the trade chain Bieber train? No matter what, where, where are your heads at given the stretch? I'm still, yes. Um, You're still, yes. I'm still, yes. I know he had a great outing yesterday. But I believe that was the first outing this year, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe that's the first outing this year he had more than four strikeouts in a game. He's he's an ace on this staff, yes. But I don't necessarily know if he's an ace in the game of baseball anymore. As much as I would love for him to stick around and take on, as I've said in the past, you know, become this generation's Greg Maddox, you know, maybe slot into the two or three spot, kind of like, uh, you know, some older pitchers have done, like, we're you know, we're watching Clayton Kershaw still be Clayton Kershaw, but as a third or fourth starter for the Dodgers, as much as I would love to see that, as much as I would love to hold out hope that maybe Bieber does some kind of extension like we've thrown out there in the past that, you know, a three-year extension for next year and then the next two, the, the first two years of free agency, you know, at like $60 million over those three years or $65 million. I don't, I, I think in order to really solidify the outfield, we almost have to trade him. And with the pitchers coming through the system, Gavin Williams, um, even Cody Morris, maybe if he f- slots in there, Cal Quantrill as a number five. We have, in my estimation, between McKenzie, Savali, Bieber, or Bybee, and Allen, a really, really solid top four. And I've said it before, and I'll say it again. I think you kind of start mixing in some of those other names. And we really have a rotation full of number two, number three type pitchers in our rotation, one through five. And I'll take the occasional Mm -hmm. lumps without having a true quote-unquote ace, and maybe it bites us in the butt later. Maybe, but like I think the reality is, right, I think the reality is, and I'll answer your question in a sec, reality is we're not going to re-sign Bieber. Like it's... (laughs) It doesn't appear that, that there's any reality no, we do. It, it really so doesn't. Like it doesn't even mm-hmm. it doesn't even matter at this point to visualize what the future of him looks like because it's like not on this team. And we might have a bunch of twos and threes now, but I do think McKenzie has the ability to be to be a one B. Maybe he surprised me. I think Gavin Williams has the potential to be an ace in like a year or two. Mm-hmm. Bybee, yep. I think, has the potential to be a high two. Allen, a, a middle of the road two, maybe like a really high three, and like if those are your guys. And Savali's been pitching Give great; when Mc- he's healthy. He pitches to McKenzie. He pitches really well. Yeah, and so like I, I I'm not super worried about the future of the the, the rotation. I will say, I I do think for this team to reach its like 
highest heights, you probably have to trade him and trading him with yeah. a year and a half left makes more sense than trading him with a year left because God forbid, if we're playing, playing meaningless baseball, say we just start to fade and we pass the trade deadline and he gets injured, then it's like, cool. There is this like almost like no value now with, with, with Bieber. Um, so I would trade him just because like we know we're not going to resign him. But my only caveat is when Bo Naylor gets called up, if he's raking and he, he provides to be some kind of power bat, I could see a world where they're like, we're just going to go for it this year and keep, and keep Bieber on here. Uh, Cause you know, Naylor has 20 to 25 home run power. Josh Naylor has like 30 home run power and he's playing out of his mind. So suddenly maybe you don't need that bat because all of a sudden the catching position isn't an automatic black mm-hmm. hole and, and you can do some Freeman, Will Brennan, platoon combo thing to get us by and then no 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 that going into next season hey we have we have our, our rotation set we don't we don't we no longer need, need Shane Bieber we're set at catcher we're set all across the infield right field is our obvious need and then you just go for that well and to that point too fabs you you brought up Bo Naylor I'm almost envisioning a world where I don't know what the trade value for either one of these guys is, but I'm almost envisioning a world where we're like, we're going to go with Bo. We're going to go with a combination of Freeman and, and Rokio at shortstop. Um, and, and they're going to, you know, leave right field alone. So then in that scenario, you've just upgraded two out of the three positions that I really think in the lineup, you could upgrade center field yeah. being the other. Um, it, with the thought of, you know, like we said earlier, Brennan's probably going to be the eventual center field replacement. And you still have two out of the three spots figured out. But I, I could see that world too. I guess that that's the one, as, as we've gone since we've last recorded, I have had this kind of sinking feeling of, well, it makes sense to trade. Bieber, hundred percent makes sense to trade him, especially if we can get some outfield reinforcements. But on the flip side, are the teams that we think we've identified to the point where they will would meet what our uh, demands would be? So, I've been looking the team that I actually the team that I've been thinking about recently that would do it. Um. Uh, that I think is like a really realistic partner would be uh, the Orioles. I, I I get this like yeah yeah yeah. I get this sense. Bieber would good in Orioles so, uniform. He would look good, and I mean they're like a they have like a mid like the fourteenth best team ERA, which I know isn't everything, but they've got you know they're middle of the road pitching staff. Uh, yeah. Bieber would look good in an Orioles uniform and he would bring some stability. And if they were able to like re-sign him, you know, really provide some depth for that rotation. Cause like they got the young guns coming. The only thing yeah, that I got- wonder, the, the only thing I'm thinking and, and this, I guess it could go either way. So here, here's an option right now. You could, you could say, all right, a deal has to include Austin Hayes. 
Austin Hayes, um, he's hitting 301 this year. He's got seven homers. He's got he hit 22 a couple years ago. Um, he's a 263 career hitter, 314 on base. You know, 108 OPS plus, but 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 he's got pop. He'd be a really yeah. really solid right fielder. Um, or do you go to them and say, I know we know you don't want to mess up your um, chemistry. Give us Colton Kowser, who is Colton Kowser, tw- and then there's. Their number four prospect is also an outfielder who's got some nice tools. I would go to them and be like, if you're making a run and you need some pitching, you could do a hell of a lot worse than Shane Bieber through next year if you give up a prospect. Here's here's my trade for them. Because I know they got Mateo at uh, shortstop, and he's more glove than bat. Hey. Uh, Rosario. Here's Rosario for the stretch run. Maybe he starts hitting for you guys. Maybe that humid he Baltimore air. Maybe that humid <laughs> Baltimore air unlocks yeah, right. him this year. Right, and he's just a or or very least he's a guy off the bench. Hayes would be well, those, awesome. Yeah. Hayes would be awesome. I would take Santander. Bring him back. Bring him, Bring him back. I think you could probably get. I mean. You're not going to get two starters out of them. You're not going to get Hayes and Santander. But I th- there's a world where I could see a package of Rosario and Bieber to Baltimore for Santander and and Kowser. And maybe like a pitcher like further down in their yeah, ranks. Yeah, some like single A guy. Yeah. Yeah, single double A guy. You know, I could see that package. And quite frankly, I like, that. I, I like what? Kowser a lot. He's triple A, right? Yeah, he's, he's, yeah, he's, he's like he's, he's right on the thirty. And yeah, has eight home runs in Triple A. Like, okay, yeah, he's please. right there. Yeah, I'll take it, dude. So, like, I mean, you you stick Santander out there. Maybe I don't know what his deal looks like. <clears throat> I know he's I know he's dinged up right now, or was. Um, I don't know if he came back just yet, but I mean, then you could you, you might be able to move Josh Bell. You know, you might be able to do a few things in the off season. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and Mike Zanino finds his way to greener pastures via DFA or something. You know, I don't crazy. know. Like if you were like the, the realistic makeup of this team. And I know we, I think we've said this before, but like, let's just say, let's say it was either Austin Hayes or Santander, Santander. Or San- I've heard it so but- many different ways. I know it's one of them, but you know, if it's, if it's Austin Hayes or Santander, um, I don't know if they'd move like Kowser. I mean, I really don't, but, but you're still leaving them. You're still leaving them with another top prospect in the system though, too. Right. Exactly. And it's not like they've got a ton of like wiggle room in their outfield, given that you've already got Cedric Mullins and one of the other two there. So so, okay. And and you, if you flipped it for Shane Bieber, who would then like instantly become, if I'm looking at it, like instantly two. become the ace of the staff. Um, Wells isn't bad. Wells is very good. I like Wells a lot. I think um, Wells is a good, and he's younger. So I, I, I'd i say you slot Bieber well, in Wells number two. Wells is 28. No, Wells is 28. Oh, is he 28? I didn't realize he was that old. Holy cow. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So, but he's, but he's solid. He's a really good, like number two. Yeah. Uh, but Got either one, um, you, whoever you slot at the one and two, like that lengthens that rotation for them. 
If yeah. you're talking about then all of a sudden an Orioles rotation that's <clears throat> Shane Bieber, Tyler Wells, Kyle Bradish, and Kyle Gibson, that's that's not bad. That's that's not bad at all um, with that lineup. And I think so they have another see them being, two in there too. Well, Grayson Rodriguez got sent down because he was. Oh yeah, but, he was bad. Um, he was Jeez. terrible, but he's um, he'll be back. But but imagine the Guardians. Kramer, say, say whatever, by July. Too. Yeah, Dean Kramer. Dean um, Kramer. Imagine Kramer. the Guardians in July having a having a revamped lineup that would include like either Austin Hayes or Santander, uh, Bo Naylor, and potentially Brian Rocchio. If you're talking about moving Rosario, and you slot those three into the lineup. And you make that's a run an at injection. it, and you and, and like I call up. That's Gavin a realistic Williams. injection too, right? That's not a pipe dream. Like no. that's not hard to envision. And that's the I most like frustrating that. part. Sorry, Fabs, you go. I was just I like that because it definitely you know I I, I like that because it, it, it you're not really I mean yeah you're losing Bieber and Rosario. I, Bieber sucks. I don't dislike Rosario as a person, but like, just like he's not performing, but that gives you, that's realistic. I think that could give you the jolt you need to not only win the division, but to make some noise in the playoffs. Cause then you have a bunch of young guys who are just like, you have some good veteran leadership who, who have been there before, but you also have some young guys who are just too dumb to know, like, mm-hmm. Hey, we're playing out our ass. And like, I think you need that. I think you need that. in like any, any, uh, any good playoff run, you have some young guys who are just like, I, I don't, I'm not scared of it. I don't, I don't know how I should feel during this. So I'm just going to like have fun. And, and I, I think that's a good infusion. And I think your rotation is, you have guys who've started playoff games. It's really good. Um, and I don't know. I always like, I always like a fourth starter in your playoff rotation who's a total like rookie young wild card. Uh, like a Jarrett Wright, give me something where there might be some like magic where they come of age, and you know you have that with like three possible guys for the Guardians, and I I don't know I think there there could be something fun that could like could yeah. happen there, and I think we get further than mm. I think our upside with that is way more than what we have right now. A hundred percent agree with that. The upside is more, at least in my mind. Um, I mean, I think it's pretty objectively like, like at this point, you know, at this point in in his career, I think we all are pretty well aware of what Ahmed Rosario is capable of. And if, and if he goes on an absolute tear, okay, you know, great. But I think we're pretty well tapped. And there's a reason why they're not, I think at this point, they're not going to extend him. They're going to let him walk, but they're going to have to move him if they want some value out of it. You know, why not make the move? Why not? It, it, the funny thing too would be like if they, if they tra- let's let's just say in some crazy world they moved they got Kowser. He's twenty three. They would become they'd be like younger again by yes. trading Bieber. Yeah, and and well, Rosario, by trading Bieber and Rosario players. and Rosario and then likely moving on from Zanino, like your oldest the, players. You're moving on from like three of your Jose. oldest players. Jose is like, Jose, like, Jose is like the only guy in his in his thirties on the team anymore. Um, until Anthony goes, comes back, <laughs> but, no, oh yeah, got it. Oh, Josh Bell's 32. Oh yeah. Josh Bell. Okay. He's um, also 30. Cam Gallagher's Straw, 30. Straw might be 30. Straw might be 30. Or no, no, 28. 28. Okay. Let's say he's late 20. Um, 
Isn't that funny? I mean, but yeah, I don't think, I mean, I don't, it'd be a pipe dream. The Cowser thing's a real pipe dream, but like, I don't know. I, I don't, I think it's incredibly realistic. I don't think it's a pipe dream though. I don't yeah, necessarily a, think it's a pipe dream. I think, I think Hayes and Cowser together is the pipe dream. Yeah, you'd have to go, but also I'd be like, cool, call up Cowser and let's just see what happens. Yeah. But I, I, I but do I do it. think you can get some kind of like MLB ready, or I mean, the the Orioles they're making ground up on the Rays, or di- or made up ground, I should say. Yeah, let me see you where know, they are the, right now. I'm actually they're, curious. They're, they're I think they have forty some. I think they're on. They're right there. Forty or they've they've made up a lot of ground from the start of the season to now. But. You also have the Yankees and the Blue Jays hot on your heels. Like, that's probably a division that gets two wildcard teams. But, I mean, if I were if I were the front office, I go to Baltimore, I go, look, we'll give you Bieber, and we'll give you Ahmed. What whatever Ahmed does for you, maybe he's a bench. Like I said before, he's a bench guy, or maybe you slot him in and he get he catches fire. This is just a better fit for him down the stretch. So be it. But you're going to need that firepower from those two guys if you want to sustain what you guys got going on, because you don't have the pitching to do so. Again, I think I think the ask of an established outfielder and a and a Prospect is pretty good from a guard from the Guardians' perspective. I I just think that all things considered, Santander would be the more likely to be dealt just because he has been dinged up and he's not all you know. He's his track record isn't as solid as maybe Hayes is. So I think that would be an easier pill for them to swallow. Mm-hmm. That's just that's just me from an outsider perspective of not knowing anything that the front office is thinking. You know. Yeah, Santander is still not terrible in terms no, of no, uh, no. what, what I mean, he's what, able to produce. So it, it immediately becomes the best right field option we've had in like years. So I I think that that's. I, even if it was Santander and and maybe Kowser or another, uh, I know was it Mat- Matos? I think is like another. Um, no, no, he's with the Giants. I'm trying. I'm trying to remember no, who the other. Uh, I, I can't remember, but it's it's a it's a. I I don't even know how to pronounce his last name. I thought it started with a K though. Yeah. I mean, they've, they, they've got a whole other... The thing with the Orioles, they got a whole other wave of young guys coming up. Exactly. So, so good time to be an Orioles smart fan, for them but, to sell off some be of those a guys, too. Right. And again, yeah. if you can do it for a guy... Like, you're talking about the AL East, where, like, it's a, it's got a battle. You wouldn't want to pick up Shane Bieber, who's got playoff bona fides, yeah. and, like, yeah, I know his advanced stats... Cy Young to his name? blow you away... What's that? And, and a Cy Young to his name? And a freaking Cy Young to his name? And instantly becomes probably, arguably, your ace? That's a And he's also a guy that, that, that the Orioles 
he's also a guy that Orioles probably are like, okay, let's let's do a deal. Oh yeah. I mean that's a market with some team or with some money, I should say. Yeah, they've been they've yeah. been hoarding and, that. I was looking they, they have like seven prospects in the top one hundred. Like they're yeah. loaded with prospects. And they're they're four games up on the yeah. Yankees, they, five on the Jays. Wow. They're in such a good spot. I mean, they're in such a good spot because yeah, it's like you you you're you're playing out your ass in at the major league level, but like a lot of your prospects are hitting. So it's kind of like they're the anti-Tigers where it's like, hey, all our top prospects are coming up and actually like kicking ass. So like we're yeah, right, right there. <laughs> so so, <laughs> so like now you go, well, now we don't have as much room for some of these other guys. So like where's mm-hmm. our biggest, where's our consistent deficiency? And it's always pitching. So it's like, boom, done. Let's get this deal happening. I mean, I think it's... I think the we'll even toss in Zach Plesak just to sweeten the pot. <laughs> yeah, dude, he's honestly, really good at carrying that's like carrying bags. Dude, that's like not even the craziest thing in the world if you did that though, because like no. you, the Orioles could be like, I don't know. I mean, like maybe if an in injury, yeah, yeah, like it if an injury happened or something. Like I guess we take him. <laughs> you know, it's not that crazy. It's not that nuts. It doesn't. You can do, do a lot worse really. as a number five starter than Zach Plesak. I think so. I mean, maybe. <laughs> I still hate him. We're trying to yeah, build up I, his value here, guys. Come on. Oh, God. I, I hope the GM. <laughs> this is the only podcast <laughs> the, the uh, Orioles GM listens to. So, yeah, he's going to be like, these guys are making such great points. Ah, uh, nope. That one guy threw some threw some doubt on Zach Plesak. I, I mean, I think the, the big thing will be whether or not the Guardians want to trade Bieber. Like, like uh, I mean, that yeah. sounds like obvious, yeah. but the like, because with that will come, I mean, if we are obviously, if we're, if we start fading, we're like eight games back, obviously you do that. And there's like very little fan reaction that would be like crazy. Like most people would be like, yeah, we're, we're not winning it this year. We're not resigning Bieber. We yeah, try but to get here's, the most possible. Out here's of the thing. You're close, here's the thing, Fab. I don't know how you do it without the fans freaking out. Here's the thing. I think you do it or you don't do it, and there's going to be. Let's say they do it, regardless of in it or not. There are going to be some fans that just go, Shane Bieber, I know that name. How could they trade him? Right. Mm-hmm. I know that name. Yes. And these are the, these are the only comes to opening day or playoff game Cleveland baseball fans. Probably still yes. wearing Chief Wahoo hats to the games. God bless Definitely. them. They are not buying new merch. They are not. They're 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 still not accepting the name change. Those are going to be. But but we need those fans on our side though too to some degree. Um, because their their money does spend just the same as ours. Um, right. And but on the other side, if you're in it and you're trading him. Rational fans who follow the team are like, well, we're not necessarily buyers, but we're not necessarily sellers, though, either. This is clearly filling a void that we have. And the pitching that we have is proven to, to, to be able to carry their own weight. 
So it's not really a, 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 a sell nor a buy. And those fans will be fine with it. But again, the fans who are kind of not 100% glued in are going to possibly see it as, well, they're, they're giving up on, on another guy who won a Cy Young two years ago, three years ago. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, this is just and, another and- one in the line. You know, chalk mm-hmm. put him up there with CC and Cliff Lee and 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 Kluber. And, you know, yep. I know, I know. So I, I think we're damned if we do, yep. damned if we don't. And You're right. I, I I think that the the position that we're in will kind of dictate the level of noise from those fans. But to me, it makes it, it makes a ton of sense. Yeah, and I mean. It's a tough pill to swallow because like they're start they're getting like crazy good attendance and like best attendance that they've had in the last five years. Yeah, and mm-hmm. it, and it's a tough thing to deal like one of the most recognizable guys on the team in a year where you're actually like still in contention. Yeah. Um. But and it would be an apocalyptic day on the Facebook groups for people that are like, "What the hell am I doing hearing about trading Shane Bieber for?" Like all this, you know. People who just like you said, just like swoop in on to check in yeah. once every six months on the team and are like, "What yeah. the hell?" But because I mean, this for people, this, who, is, this is this this noise has been going on for a good month now. And I we think haven't heard so from much those smoke. fans. Just yeah, there's so much smoke here. It's happening. I think it's just like a matter of like, how do we do a deal that doesn't like piss off people? but like conveys that we're still going to go for the way that you do it. The way that you convey it is you go, well, obviously we're immediately calling up Gavin Williams. Here's right. our top pitching prospect. Yeah. yeah. I that's think that's it's actually, a lot. they're in, that a lot. they're in a really good spot. Yeah. They're in a really actually like, it's a better spot than they're typically in here because they can do a lot of things that would very clearly like show like, well, we're actually potentially better off here. And it's not hard to see. Hold on. Hold on. So Gavin Williams has made eight starts in Columbus. 41 innings down there so far this year. He's got 55. So here's here's the one thing, though, too, that I, I, I'm just throwing out there to be devil's advocate more so than anything else. But having a rotation with Williams, Bybee, and Allen, the one thing that they're going to the have to monitor line. is that pitch inning number, innings yeah, pitch number. The innings, um, yeah. So keeping a guy like Cal around, keeping a guy like Cody Morris around, Peyton Battenfield, those are going to be key guys down the stretch. Where Xavier Curry, seeing, even? Like, you know, Xavier Curry. Yeah, it's another good yeah. name to throw in there. Those are going to be names to keep an eye on, especially if a trade like this does occur, because we're probably going to be like, yeah. oh, well, Logan, Logan Allen's missing this week in the rotation because we're going to just get him some extra rest. Next week, it's it's, uh, you know, Williams. The following week, it's Bybee. So I'm just, again, playing devil's advocate. Yeah. But the one thing yeah, I will I mean- say. With regards to Gavin Williams, the one thing I'll say is. I don't know where I saw this, probably on Twitter. Some random fan brought up the point, like, we probably won't see Gavin Williams until he makes at least 10 starts in Columbus. 
because by and large, that's kind of how the Guardians operate. Guardians Indians operate is they're going to get some starts in Columbus, a, a, a handful of starts, good track record of you know success there before their promotion. So that being said, Gavin Williams is now kind of approaching that that ten to twelve start number that I kind of in my mind had set for the Guardians before we could see him being brought up. Yeah. Yep. They usually, well, like, uh, like you were saying, they usually use triple A as the stepping stone. Mm-hmm. That's they get, they get their work in and double A and then they do. Yeah. Like, you know, a handful of 12. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. He starts done a, AAA he's and then started 11 games this year so far. Yeah. Uh, well, it's all very interesting. Um, really quick, uh, Chris, um, so, so I guess the one, one last thing really quick, um, cause I know we spent quite a bit of time on some of the other yeah. stuff. Um, the, the Bo Naylor situation I, I think is interesting and worth yeah. addressing really quick, uh, before, before we go, because <laughs> it's compelling and well, uh, yeah, confusing. Yeah. It is. Yeah, it is. Like, and, it's, and, and I mean, even the three of us who are pretty plugged in, we were texting, you know, over the weekend, like, man, when does Bo Naylor get called up? And we all kind of collectively were like, oh, it's probably a Super 2 thing. You know? Right. And yeah. the Super 2 is weird. And I know initially, like, I know I know enough about it to be dangerous. But I also don't know a lot about it either. So I, I did some digging on it. And... um Essentially, it would buy the top 22% of rookie players an extra year of arbitration. Um, so some teams kind of try to work around that because they don't want to try to go to arbitration with a player for four years versus three. I believe Quantrell is a Super 2 player. Um, for some reason, that stuck out to me. Um, but a lo- I saw a lot of things probably about a month ago indicating that the super two deadline was going to probably be like early June, but mm-hmm. it's a formula. Um, that it's, it's when prospects are being able to be called up, uh, where they, um, hold on. Let me, I, I, there was, there was an article that had some really good phrasing of this that I really thought made it concise. Uh, many fans believe the super two, Deadline would be the first Tuesday in June, after which prospects can be called up without fear. My head is spinning. If you're a savvy fan, you realize that that really just kind of isn't is. the case. Yeah, Every offseason, Super Duke cutoff is determined I, I, I by looking was just a at the top date. 22% of all players who fall between two and three years of service. Date. Basically, 100 yeah, players. Wouldn't that be nice? Finish that, if 100 players. Of course, there's some weird baseball formula. Season, the top where it's the like 22 players with the most mascots time birthday. will qualify for an extra year of opportunity. Yeah, like. <laughs> right. <laughs> right yeah. When is when like, like, Slider's birthday? Last year's cutoff and like a coin was that, two like, years, 128 uh, days of flipped. service time. Like six years ago. <laughs> she out for her eighth that, birthday. That 2021. You go right. Yeah. Cutoff was two years, 116 <laughs> Chris, days. Chris got so flabbergasted, so flummoxed, he just 
uh, right out. now so we are he, uh, vanished off of disappeared Earth. out of the recording. One hundred eleven um, days from we'll the see end if he of comes the back here in a second uh, before uh, before we move on. But so we need kind of trying to play within us. those boundaries. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not, I like dude. That's, we don't that's know when Naylor has Six days of service. Major League Baseball doesn't want you to know that. I think I forgot to mention that. I saw a guy come across six behind him and Brian Rocchio with a has a piano somewhere like four to five days before he yeah. His screen went that was black. just me kind of trying so, to it looked like so, you know, team, I don't think sure though but it's somewhere in that right. ballpark yeah they they truly don't want you to know it's because it's all about so service that time. being said so it's like certain service time thresholds fair um and, and and like what that fair cutoff bet is that uh, you know it, within a week hopefully chris can explain it better than a I week from now it's just like we could maybe start cow. seeing some of those we are definitely mac and dennis trying to explain the economy and it's always sunny <laughs> I know. I'm feeling. I, I really should just shut up. I feel dumber with every uh, word that I say. Inflation so. is um, <laughs> tricky. It's a tricky concept. thing. You know, Super concept. Two is a is a real tough tough nut to crack. It's it's just uh, you know, it's <laughs> I, it's big. I am it's big. Like, I I think the thing that's like so. Enticing though with the Bo Naylor stuff, it's not even like this guy's gonna hit you know 350 and hit a you know 50 home runs a year. It is just like replacing a void that's it's replacing a void that's just been in the lineup for years. And it's not even a hey, we'd really like our catcher to be hitting 25 home runs a year and batting 290. It's we would like our catcher to hit 240. And hit maybe right, ten. Yeah, months. right. It right, is just right. like the, it is just something that's almost almost always an automatic out, and 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 maybe it's not. Maybe it's maybe it's just a player that's like even if he's just average when he comes in, which is totally fine. Like that is so much better than what we've been getting, and that's an immediate upgrade. That's why it's like been so frustrating. And that's why I'm anticipating it so much. And I haven't even like wrapped my head in a world where Bo Naylor comes in in two weeks. So he's almost, you know, 40% into the season and ends up hitting like 18 home runs or 20 home runs in like just, you know, 60% of the year and batting like 270. I can't, even, if that happens, I don't know what I'll do. I'm not in a place of that. I'm just in a place of, hey, it'd be cool if this guy hit 240 and could like catch our, our, our pitchers and not be it is funny right it is so funny which first chris are you back i'm back i don't know what you guys heard you guys were both frozen on my screen oh we just i don't know if if my my, um we were pros we yeah we we were uh we were vamping a little bit yeah we okay um, well we're still going so so I don't know if you guys heard my my long uh soliloquy no you explained uh, it perfectly you explained it perfectly. Okay, we heard guys, none of it. And you guys heard none of it. No, Fantastic. we heard some of it. Well, we heard some just, of it. So, so just to recap, last year's to avoid Super Two was two years, one hundred twenty-eight days. Twenty-one was two years, one hundred sixteen days. We have one hundred eleven days left of the season. So, Naylor's got six days of service time. Rokio's in that four to five range. So I, I really think maybe in like a week's time we could start seeing some moves. Oh, God. And so the super two 
so so really quick. This is, super so the two super two is like it, it, it adds another year of arbitration to players based on the amount of service time they have. So you basically up get, to a certain point, right? Yeah, the top twenty two percent of players making their debut would be you know considered in that mix or you know. Mm-hmm. For, for future Super 2 status. But it's calculated after the season occurs. Right. It'd be so fucking God, funny if they miss it by a day. Why do they do this? It's so right. stupid. Why do they do this? It's so archaic. Like, it's so confusing. It is. It is. It is. I, 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 mean, just, I, guess like, the, I mean, I know... I guess, the, I guess they played it well. You could say, I mean... As annoying as it is and as unserious as it makes our team see or feel, like you can be like, oh, we're only a game and a half back. We're, you know, we had a bunch of pitching injuries um, and we're going to get an extra year of Bo Naylor as a result. And it, like, no harm, no foul. Well, I don't think they get an extra year. I don't, I don't necessarily know if it's an extra year of control, though. I, it's an extra year of arbitration. So the clock right, so hasn't started yeah. on arbitration. Like, his clock hasn't started, though. So you, th- yeah, I think it accelerates the arbit- season, but it doesn't count against any of it. Yes, it's the whole super two thing is very confusing, and and like I said, I think I think you guys heard this part, but like, you know, we're all plugged in, and it's even confusing for people like us. Mm-hmm. You know, whereas a lot of people online were kind of going early June is when it's gonna, you know, when that. That doesn't matter anymore. Right. So I, I at this point, that's the only thing I can chalk it up to is why we haven't seen him is because of Super 2 status. It's got to be that. Yeah. And they and keep just, having these crazy ass playing the games. Well, and, and. Oh, yeah. yeah they're playing the game. And then on, on top of that, like, they have to do some diligence of crossing all their T's, dotting all their I's with some of these other guys. But, like, Rosario's not hitting. And his defense is atrocious. Let me see Rokio and Freeman there. Mm-hmm. And and the ERA for for freaking um Mike Zanino is pushing four seventy when the league average is four twenty. Like right. Well, we, and, we've uh, seen enough of those two guys. Yeah, and and also I saw something of like the defensive run saved by the catching position in Cleveland. It's been like beautiful for like a decade, and this year I think it's like a negative seven. Because I was yeah. at the game, I was at the game on uh, Saturday against the Astros that they lost, and Zanino had like like i you know there were there were quite a f- it wasn't you couldn't even call them i mean there were a few pass balls but like a lo- it was a lot of like you know the ball gets away um mm-hmm. and or like the you know he he can't find the ball and it bounces away and he, the guy advances to second which you know a pa- that's a pass ball but like just like just like a completely unpredictable performance behind the plate that certainly goes back to what we've said before which is like you know a lot of these pitchers are probably scared to death to throw a breaking ball yeah. to the guy on base especially um and you can see it and like the crowd was letting him have it like you I don't know how it comes across on like a broadcast but like Zanino got booed 
heavily. I, and I, a colleague of mine was at the game on Saturday as well and said there were the boo birds were raining, raining down. A yep. lot of uh, bring up bow chants were being thrown out there. And, and yeah, and it's so funny too, Febs, because like you're totally right that like the bar would be so low for Bo Naylor that there'd be like no way he couldn't succeed <laughs> given, given what, I, what we yeah. have. Right. I, I just, I just think the energy boost, just the energy boost with his brother being on the team. Like, I, I just think it's going to really be a jolt for the team. Yeah. I don't see how it couldn't be. If you, if you, even if you had two thirty, you're like, Oh, well, okay. That's, that's, 40 points higher <laughs> but the so, thing he also gets on base though he would hit like two 230 he, yeah be a, he draws it, walks. somehow be yeah. an improvement and then like have an on base of you know 310 320 and then have home run power <laughs> and and that's really catch yeah. the games better and and probably not yeah not allow as many pass balls or wild pitches yeah, it's tough when you start looking at like thirty-two-year-old catchers, man. I mean, it's certainly it's not like a, a death knell for for guys, but like you're talking about a thirty-two-year-old catcher and Mike. It, it was a it was a fine experiment that like didn't work, and it's like that's fine. But you're talking about a thirty-two-year-old yeah. catcher who has a surgically repaired shoulder, and it's just clear that yeah. it's just like it's done. He's he's cooked. And I mean, okay. I really think. I really think from the front office standpoint, they, they kind of want to make sure that he is cooked because they did invest $5 million in him. But if they go much past July 4th with, with Zanino as the primary catcher, that is just egregious. Yeah. Well, we'll see what happens. Zanino's no Jake Taylor. <sighs> no, he is not. Not even close. He's not strike me as the clubhouse man that Jake Taylor was. No, he was not. I don't know. He's not calling for a suicide squeeze button in like the 10th no. inning with, with, you no. know, Quan on second. God, no, 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 I wouldn't think so. But, um, uh, I do have a, I do have a strong bone to pick with that whole sequence right there still to this day. And I know I told you to this and any new listeners may not have heard this. But Jake Taylor was batting like second or third in that lineup. <laughs> Put that into some perspective. Yeah, that's like a 39 year old Jake Taylor. Your 39 yeah, yeah, year old yeah. catcher. So, yeah, so Jake Taylor was batting second or third in that lineup. Like, let's just remember that, folks. Yeah, you're right. He must have been. That's that's really that's malpractice, man. Yeah, it was. Hey, man, the it worked. One thing that I can't like, it did work. It worked in that game. Who who are we to question Lou Brown? You're right. Yeah. RIP RIP Lou Brown. Who get us a World Series and sell some uh some some white wall. White walls? Yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um all right, well really quick before we uh before we get out of here. Um all right, the pitch clock question. Um I guess that was my it was stolen a little bit. Which is so you guys are you guys are already in the mix, but the question that I was going to kind of roll with is, um, who do you, I, I would say between? Okay, here's the question: between Miles Straw and Will Brennan, by August, who's the starting center fielder? 
on the team. Mm-hmm. I can go real quick. Uh, yeah. All right. You ready? Fabs, I'll, I'll, I got you. You Check got it? Okay. Too. Tell me when. Three, two, one, go. I feel like it's got to be Will Brennan. He just provides so much more uh, from an offensive standpoint than Straw. Um, but I think Straw slots in really nicely as your fourth outfielder. So I, I think that, that that has the most upside. Okay, good. 17 seconds. Nice. All right, Chris, All right, you, got, go. you good? Yeah, yeah. Do you got the time or do you want me to keep the time? I, I got the time for you. Okay. All Just right. give me a countdown and I'll go. Okay, three, two, one, go. Just like Fab said, I think it's going to be Brennan. I do have a feeling that we do move on from Bieber, even though I threw so much doubt to that earlier. I do think we move on from him. We get an upright fielder. Will Brennan slots into center field. Straw becomes the fourth. Woo! 19.26. Dude, he is always on the line. He got the 19.99 last time. Yeah, an animal. Yeah. I I didn't think I was like get halfway this through that. Halfway through that, I'm like, I'm going long. I should probably wrap this up. <laughs> you were you were <laughs> like so 17 seconds, say. and I was like, oh, he's screwed. There's no way. And then he wrapped it up. That was, that was solid. Okay, all right, I'm gonna go. Right. You ready, Steve? Let's do this. Three, two, one, go. I actually think Miles Straw is gonna be the center fielder the rest of the way I, I i even if they do acquire like a right fielder the team is pretty slow to like make those types of big changes and straw is kind of producing just enough so i i feel like they're honestly going to stick with straw at least through the end of this season 17 and a half not bad not bad not bad um i do believe that to your though. point there to your point i i, I could see that thinking um I just they don't know if they're a lot willing of money into him too. I, I just they I mean, have sunk money into him, and I just don't know if they're super willing to move away from like arguably the best center fielder in the game. Yeah, I think that's, that's fair. defensively. Well, defensively, yeah. Right. I mean, especially if all around, all around. I don't know about that. I, I think well, that's fair, know. especially if like they bring up Naylor, Rokio starts getting slide in at shortstop or Freeman does where you have a bunch of changes. They might yes. be like, let's have some yes. stability. Like we, we can't go completely crazy with this. So let's just, or maybe it's just like, let's keep Brennan in and right. And that, and that might be where yeah. th- this all might happen in the event that Bieber isn't traded. Cause if he's not traded, then suddenly it's like, okay, we need somebody in right. It's probably going to then be Brennan and straw would just yeah. stay in yeah. center. Dude, so, okay, yeah. just quickly, I don't want to drag this on too long. I have four names in mind right now. All people we've talked at, at length on today's episode about. But I want you to quickly rank one being the most likely to four being the least likely of players that either get traded released whatever that we move on. From. I like this game. So the most, most likely person that we move on from to the least likely. Okay. Okay. My four players are Rosario. Oh, or get like, let me, let me one, one other caveat. 
traded, released, or kind of in a diminished role. Okay. Rosario, Zanino, Straw, and Bieber. Okay. Um, I can go first. Um, yeah. yeah. Most likely Zanino, Rosario, Bieber, Straw would be my four. Okay. That's I, my I weirdly exact, like don't. Yeah. yeah. Is that your exact one? That's my exact same one. That's mine too. Yeah. That's my exact okay. order too. And quickly the thinking behind that is I think I think we have many ready-made replacements for Zanino and uh Rosario. That that that's makes it so simple. Yeah, right. both does, are free that, agents yeah, no at the end of the year. That doesn't require like no a trade, which I think is important yes. for this question. So the, the front office exactly. doesn't have to do anything. They just need to call Bo up when he's eligible, and then you know, yep. Rokio will be eligible. Figure out shortstop. Yeah. yeah. And then I like that you said Bieber then Straw because the Bieber trade makes sense that we get an outfielder, a right fielder that then full that then necessitates the move of Brennan to center field. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I just don't, know don't if that's see, what you had in mind. Well, no, I just don't see like Straw. I, I like just don't see them really like in any rush to move away from Straw defensively. No, I, in, in my mind, Straw becomes a fourth outfielder. Yeah, I mean, late inning de- defensive replacement. You know, uh, he he gets a handful of stuff. Kind of the role that we envisioned for Will Brennan at the start of the season. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not entirely entirely sold. They wouldn't move Will Brennan to more of a platoon role, as as much as he's hitting right now. I'm not sold that they wouldn't do that. Believe it or not, there is that option. I mean, there I mean, is that possibility. That that honestly, happens. like, like if they like if they went and got like Tyler O'Neill, it's like, well, guess who's hitting lefties? Guess who's hitting righties? So, yeah, probably. I, I really hope that we don't get a platoon type outfielder. I hope that we do go yeah, and not, get a guy who can play every day. You know, I that, mean, that'd be my hope, especially if we're trading Bieber. You know, well, if we're yeah. trading Bieber and we get a platoon guy. Oh God! Yeah, dude. If we trade Bieber and we don't get a either ready to go bat per some of our Orioles scenarios. Like a, a prospect that's like ready, ready to go, super high end, or one who's already like just rocking it in right field. I don't know if it is just I I I don't know I I might have to execute slider on live TV mm-hmm. if they're like we got three middle infield <laughs> prospects. Oh yeah. God! <laughs> you know, bring, actually, hey, hey, I saw something. I saw something, Fabs. That. Uh, I almost added to the notes today to uh, to rile you up a little bit, my friend. Is What's it the Juan Brito update? It's the Juan Brito update. Yeah, baby. We'll save it for next week. We'll save it for next week. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that's that's well, a here's nice my, little tease. Yeah. I'll, the only thing I'll say before we head out here is... Uh, the, I like Juan Brito. The, as, as, as anxious as I am about Nolan Jones just like crushing our minds, Juan Brito brings don't worry. me joy. Don't worry. Yeah, here's, no, here's was, what you need was, to know. I, I figured you would. Nolan Jones has like a 500. He's raking. He has like a 500 batting average balls in play. So it's going to come down. 
And Juan Brito's got a 145. Yeah. He's got the best WRC plus of any player in the minors in the organization. And he's like balling out in double A. We're going to be, we'll be all right. And he's 21. We'll be just fine. <laughs> yeah. He's 21. But here, but then, but then here's the inevitable question of, well, where do we play him in two years? Dude, I don't know. Flip him, flip him back to the, <laughs> flip him to the Orioles for Kowser. Be like, you guys want him? Here you go. You can, uh, you can have one, but we'll talk maybe about this next week. Time. Maybe next week we can talk about. We'll talk about that and many more middle infield centric uh, questions on next week's episode, Beautiful. as we do every week. Uh, all right. Well, that does it. Yeah, well, that does it for this episode. It's not, um, it's, it's not because we want to. It's because the team forces that's us. That's our yeah. because they have seventy three infielders. They have seventy three yeah, middle infielders. It's this truly is, our curse. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, all right, well, good. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll be back next week to talk about all of the middle infield happenings, uh, going on, uh, with the organization. And, uh, until then, of course, rate, review, subscribe, um, and follow us on social at Calpino pod, and we'll catch you guys later. <laughs>